Welcome to Q&A, a deeper dive with Sam Holm and other guests as we dig deeper into the sermon content each week. Yes, and welcome to a deeper dive with Sam Holm. But this week, we are talking with Justin and Holly Hornsby. I'm Mark Presley, your host. Uh, now, I want to let you know, Justin has been at the church for several years serving with Holly as our worship leaders. A few months in, though, we learned that he and Holly are not just talented worship leaders. They're also gifted communicators, too. And Justin led the sermon this past week. It was on spiritual gifts and serving in the church, looking through Romans 12, 3 through 8. But before we get going and talking to Justin and Holly, I have them sitting right here beside me. I want to remind you to subscribe and share this podcast. Be sure to like it, smash it, as Sam always says. Uh, And if you want to listen to Justin's sermon last week, you can always go to our website at firstmckinney.com slash on demand. In addition, if you want to be part of the conversation, uh, you can text the word question to 96123. Again, that's how we kind of get all our questions. You text the word question to 96123. You'll get a prompt, and then you can reply with your question. So let's get going. want to welcome you, Justin. Thank you. And Holly. Good morning. Yes, good morning. We're doing this in the morning a few days after the sermon, but Justin, you did a great job. You taught on Romans 12, 3 through 8. I know Chris was the week before you. It's kind of on spiritual gifts, not the normal section we go to to look at spiritual gifts, but why don't you kind of, for everyone, recap what you talked yeah, about. Yeah, uh, let me just say first, thank you, Mark, for doing this. You, you're doing an awesome job, and we're grateful for you. And um, yeah, as Mark said, I'm the worship pastor in our church here at First McKinney, and uh, Holly and I, we met almost uh, 18, well, maybe 20 years ago almost, and um, we've been serving together every since then, ever since then. And uh, I lead the worship in our church, um, which predominantly is focused on music, um, using music as a way to just exalt Christ and encourage the church to remember the truths of the gospel. Um, and Holly and I get to do that together. I think one of the things that you love to do about what we get to do is uh, working with students, right? Yes, we love our students. We love working with female worship leaders, um, equipping them, keyboard players, band members. I love helping lead the choir. We do this as a team. And so it's an awesome opportunity to do and use our gifts together. Yeah, and so that actually goes along really well with what the sermon was this past week, which was on our spiritual gifts. And uh, really, the, just the gist of it is that uh, the the work of the Lord takes all of us. Like God's work in the church, in particular, takes every single believer. And every believer has been gifted by God with a gift. This is different than a talent. I talked about this in the sermon, but we all have talents. Like, um, think about who's a musician, Mark. Who's a musician you really like that? Like that Ooh. may not be a Christian. Can I say Justin and Holly? <laughs> no, they yeah. are Christian. They are yeah. Christian. Well, we don't. I guess we wouldn't know. But like someone like a you two. Yeah, they, they yeah. might say they are. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, Adele. Like I don't know yeah. if Adele's a believer. Super talented. Think about like actors. Like some of the greatest actors, Tom Hanks, others. I don't know that they're believers. LeBron James. So you got these people with amazing talents. But uh, everybody has talents. Not. Only uh, believers, only Christians have spiritual gifts from God. So there would be no such thing as an unbeliever having a spiritual gift from God. And uh, so the, every believer has one, and we're supposed to use them in the church. And so that's the gist of what the message was about. And Paul kind of walks through several of them, but we're called to use them. And uh, some people don't use them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And what would you say? to someone. Yeah, well, you jumped um, way in. That was a question for later. But 
<laughs> well, yeah. What would you say to someone? Well, that yeah, I doesn't think use I them? think just first that we're we're called to use them, so we're commanded to, and um, and we can talk about that in a little bit. But I think sometimes people need help figuring out what those uh, gifts are, so that may be why they don't use them. But the the big thing is Paul says there in um, I think it was in verse six of the of Romans twelve there um, use them whatever your gift is use them. So that's an imperative command. So whether or not people want to use them or not, that's not real. The thing is, you're commanded to use them, use them. And uh, Holly, I was going to have you do this. So I'm just going to jump right <laughs> in and because this is dig deeper. So let's, mm-hmm. let's dig a little deeper. What do you think Justin's because he could talk a lot. Mm-hmm. What do you think Justin's uh, spiritual gifts? are? Well, he's got the spiritual gift of words. I'm just saying no, <laughs> of leadership for sure. He is such a leader and a teacher. I think he's been called rather if it's worship or preaching, we're doing the same thing. He's teaching, he's leading our people in song. He's leading our people in God's word. So I feel like he is definitely has, he has the gift of leadership and teaching. Hmm. And what do you, Justin? Yeah, well, and this was uh, something in the sermon I suggested. So good job for thinking for us to do to do this because it's it's always good to affirm others and see. Um, we could say that about Mark as well. What his gifts are, obviously the gift of leadership and then serving because you're always kind of behind the scenes. You don't need the spotlight, and so that's what a heart of a servant is. But for Holly, definitely serving as well. Um, she has the gift of serving. If there's ever someone who has a need, if she sees a need, she's going to do everything she can to meet it. Um, not No, I'm called to serve. That that wouldn't be my first thing, like <laughs> my first spiritual gift, if, uh, but Holly's is. Um, she also has the gift of leadership. She's a leader. Leaders really get people to follow them, and people follow Holly because um, they trust her. They know she loves the Lord. And um, yeah, so uh, definitely serving leadership. Um, she uh, also can do some some teaching, especially uh, God has used her a lot to speak into women. You've had a chance to to do that a lot in your life and uh, through your story. Just uh, you have a great way of speaking, teaching. I'm going to go ahead and jump into one of the questions mm-hmm. we got. And it, Holly, you got excited, actually, because it was a Kentucky number. That's mm-hmm. right. It went to your roots. but uh, <laughs> And this was also emailed in by a separate person, but they literally were word for word the same question. So when you were teaching, Justin, let's let's direct this to you. Uh, you listed off some of the spiritual gifts. You might want to do that now, not mm-hmm. the full list, but just some of them. But uh, they asked, can you have more than one? And I noticed both of you listed kind of two or three for each other. Can you have more than one spiritual gift? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think maybe maybe most people do. Uh, the, the bigger point is that everybody has at least one. Nobody can say, you know what? I didn't get a gift. God didn't give me one. God didn't give me a spiritual gift. Uh, yes, he did. The scriptures are very clear on that. And Paul is speaking to everyone in the church. So yes, you can have uh, more than one. I don't think there's anybody who has all of them. Uh, we don't see any example of that in Scripture. Um, and, yeah, the ones here that Paul lists in uh, Romans 12 are prophecy, um, service, teaching, exhorting, which could also be encouraging, contributing, which is thinking about financial generosity, uh, leadership, and then acts of mercy. So he mentions seven of them here in Romans 12. But so, uh, yes, I think it's possible somebody could have all seven of those. Now, there's a lot more in Scripture, so I don't think, anyone has all of them. But the bigger point is nobody has none. No one can say, I don't, I don't have a, if you're a believer, if you're a believer, no one can say they don't have a spiritual. Yeah, I would agree. And shout out to the Kentucky number. But (laughs) I think 
like you can have more than one because you could be serving and have the gift of encouragement and do them together at the same time. You are encouraging as you serve. So you can definitely have more than one. I don't know about seven, but that would be amazing <laughs> yeah, right. to even think about. <laughs> yep. Well, I am a talented person. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I just got back from Peru with the youth leading it, leading uh, mission trip there. Yeah. And uh, we played soccer there and I, I discovered I'm quite talented oh. at soccer, <laughs> okay. even for my body size. I'm quite, oh, quite that's talented. Great. Yeah, yeah. So we played a little game and I was the best player on the team. Oh. Wow. I say sarcastically. So, so there yeah. is a way that you could use sports uh, spiritually. Um, we'd have to think about that. How could, but you know, maybe through teaching, maybe through uh, encouragement, uh, our daughter's big into sports. So you just bring that up because sports itself would not be a spiritual gift. Everyone can play sports, whether you're a Christian or not. I don't know uh, if everyone can play sports. Well, <laughs> true. Uh, yeah, there you go. Good word. Just like I was, I was leading worship once in a, a good youth minister of mine told me, asked me not to lead worship anymore. But so I hear you, not you led worship it. in Peru though. I did. It was in, in Spanish though. So, oh, okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, uh, going back to the youth thing, Holly, you said this, that you like to raise up that next generation, and it kind of leads to the next question, because they're searching for what their spiritual gift is, but it doesn't matter your age, if you're young at heart or young, um, how do you find your spiritual gift? Well, you can go online and take a test, but to me, sometimes the best way, well, one, you can figure out what you're good at. Like, what are you good at? Are you good at leading worship? Then you become a leader. Are you good at encouraging others or seeing the need or maybe just seeing someone you're drawn to those people and you have the gift of mercy. But if you don't know what you're good at, it's just important to ask those around you and to ask them, like, what do you think like are qualities of my spiritual gift? And they'll tell you good friends and adults will tell you. And and you were talking about online. We have actually have prepared something on our website, firstmckinney.com slash spiritual gifts. And there's a little survey test you can take there and it will kind of help you. But I do think you're right. Do you have anything to add? Well, to I was going to say about that. I think those can be great. Um, and for a lot of people, you know, depending on your personality, some people just really love tests. Um, like Holly probably would be more drawn to to figure to doing one of those and seeing what it says. I would not. I'd be like, I don't know what that's talking about, or I want to I want to figure this out on my own, or whatever. So um, tests are good. God doesn't put tests in our Bible, and they're all made by humans, so they can there can be error in those. So the best thing is, yeah, what am I passionate about? What uh, I, I mentioned on Sunday that maybe our life experience. Um, Holly was a single mom at a young age. So God uses that experience in her life to really encourage others who've gone through um, similar things in her life. I really, uh, as a kid, struggled like with insecurity and uh, just self-esteem. And so there's a lot of times that that the Lord's using me as I teach to uh, speak into others to find their confidence uh, in Christ alone and in the gospel. And uh, so it could be whatever we've gone through. And then what are we gifted at, like Holly said? And then, yeah, just others affirming. I, I joked about this on Sunday, but um, it, whatever it is that God's graced us with, whatever gift we have, we should over time be seeing people affirm that. Uh, Charles Spurgeon talks about in one of his, as he was writing to students, preaching students, he says, like, if no one ever tells you you do good after your sermon, like if no one ever comes up and says, pastor, that really spoke to me today, or God really used you, like nobody ever says that, then that's probably not your gift because um, God will use his people to affirm 
And uh, so if you're always teaching, everybody falls asleep and maybe maybe you need to find another uh, spiritual gift. And that can be a challenge because sometimes our, our pride gets in the way and we want to do something maybe that is not our gift. And we want to do that thing, but maybe we think that thing is more important. And so we really have to just humble ourselves. I think that's why Paul starts in the beginning with saying not to think too highly of ourselves um, and just say there's no gift that's more important. There's no person more important in the body. We need all of us. And uh, I'm going to find what God's really gifted me to do and not say, well, I want to be like Mark. I wish I had his gifts. And I think so often we do that uh, in the church. Like we can say, I wish I was more like that person instead of, well, who's God made me to be? to build up the body. And what's the, what's the danger in not serving or not uh, using those gifts as God wanted you to? Well, I think the church is missing out on your gift. Mm-hmm. Um, God gave that to you specifically, and he said to use it. So when you're not here, you're not present, you're not doing what he's called you to do. We are down one person. And we need you. So um, you're also missing out yourself. There's so much joy in being who God has called you to be and serving. And so I would say the church needs you, but also you you need to use your gifts. Yeah, we're, we're saved by grace through the gospel. So if someone just never uses their spiritual gift in the church, doesn't mean they're not a believer. <clears throat> I think the Holy Spirit would convict you over time to, to use that gift. Um, but you are missing out on God's uh, blessing. There's nobody, nobody when we get to the end of our life that's going to look back and say, I wish I had served less in the church. I wish I had used my gifts less in the church. That that just took too much of my time. I wish I hadn't uh, built up the body with these gifts God had given me. We might say, wow, I wish I had really found what God had gifted me to do and, and used it because I, I didn't really do that much in the church. And as I said, Sunday, a lot of studies will show that like um, the, the one that I was referring to said 55% of members of a church. So that's people who not just show up and attend, but are actually members that they don't serve uh, and don't use their gifts in a church. And so. I think honestly, that can sometimes lead to burnout for the people that are serving the church. If the same 25 people are doing this all the time and the rest is aren't, then they're going to get exhausted. They're going to lose that joy of serving. And, and that's just not how it's meant to be. Like we are supposed to all carry the load. It's not just a few. Yeah. They talk about seminary all the time, the 80, 20 rule yep. that yeah. 20% of the people, and mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the case at first McKinney, right, but right. typically 20% of the people are doing 80% of the work. Uh, yep. and, and, so, and that just think about if our human bodies were that way. So, sometimes that might happen. I'm not a big biology expert, but let's say your heart was having to work overtime because something else in your body wasn't working right, then then your heart is going to break down quicker. So, like to Holly's point, if 20% of the people are doing 80% of the work, then that 20% is going to has more potential to be discouraged and just wear down over time uh, because the rest of the body isn't helping out. Yeah, I was going to you you talked about being the body, the church is a body, and I was going to put you on the spot and ask you who was the little toe <laughs> at first McKinney. But. Well, okay, that's a great question, though, because let's just say the little toe in our human bodies, let's say that's the least significant part. I don't know. There's probably 
I mean, we don't know why appendix. That, yeah, we don't know why that exists. Really, the <laughs> appendix, I guess. But as I said Sunday, I, uh, it's often in God's upside down kingdom, uh, the people who take the last place. Uh, the people who sit at the, uh, there's that parable of, of the banquet where Jesus says, don't don't go sit up at the best place, sit at the lower place, and maybe you'll get brought up to the better place. And um, and I feel like in the kingdom of God, uh, it's those people when, when, when the uh, disciples are asking, who are the greatest in the kingdom? And uh, Jesus says, like little children. And he's not saying children specifically, he's saying people that are like children that come with just a simple faith and don't need a lot of recognition, just... Uh, you just kind of go through life, kind of carefree, whatever. Uh, I think those people are going to be the greatest in the kingdom. The little toe <laughs> might be the greatest in the kingdom. I think in heaven, uh, and Billy Graham, amazing. I don't, like, let's just say um, if, I don't, it may not be this way. It's probably not that there's like, uh, who's the greatest in the kingdom or whatever, but probably not going to be Billy Graham. Everybody knows Billy Graham and he did great things, but God gifted him to do it. It's probably going to be someone whose name we've never heard of. Wow. Yeah. And you didn't, we didn't plan this sermon and go, oh, we're doing this because we're going into the fall and we need help in the church and we've got to strengthen the body before our, you know, big, we're having 150 year celebration, a launch Sunday, things are happening around here. It just happened because we're working the way through Romans. Yep. But to transition into that, uh, just asking the two of you, I have my own answer, but mm -hmm. what are some ways if someone says, I believe these are my gifts, or I believe these are ways I can serve, what are some real practical ways they can start serving? Well, there are really lots of things you can do. I'm thinking of one, one, you can pray. I know mm. that sounds silly, but I know Johnny Barrett used to come up here and walk the halls. Yeah. He didn't tell people he was coming. He, he didn't make a public announcement, but he prayed over the staff, over the church, over the building. He literally walked and prayed. So if you can walk or roll, then you can <laughs> come up here and use the gift of prayer and encouragement because that encourages us. I would also say if you have any kind of um, musical ability, join us in the choir, like mm. little tiny bit, just come because let us determine that. And the Lord tells us to use our voices for him. So we want you, there's no audition, just show up and same in like the youth or say, like my mom is 72. She greets, she stands at a door. If you can open a door and smile, we need you. You don't have to know this building perfectly. You don't have to have all the answers. You stand and you smile. And that is, that's a way to use your gifts. Yes. And I, I don't think if someone was to come up and say, Hey, my gift is uh, just doing this for people. And if there was a way that you can do that, uh, I've heard Sam talk about this before. We're not going to, uh, especially if it doesn't require like, you know, the staff to lead it. Like if you're able to do it, we're going to say, figure out a way to use that gift. So there was a lady that came up Sunday and she said um, she has a heart for, she used to do hair, uh, cut ladies hair. And she said, um, do you know if there's any opportunity for me to like people who are homeless or in, that can't afford to have their hair done. And uh, I was just thinking, man, that'd be a great... Now, now is there a way that you can uh, partner with someone, you know, find those people to do that? We have ladies in our church, there may be some men too, but that come up every week and stuff our pews uh, with like the prayer cards and the notes cards, the, the pencils or the pens that are in the in the pews, the Bibles. And um, I'm, I'm pretty sure that no one like um, signed them up or, or it, it was just, they just came up and said, Hey, uh, this is a need. We can help meet uh, that need. Uh, same with the pen and ink group that writes those cards on, 
uh, Mondays, they they uh, established that ministry on their own. It wasn't like uh, a pastor many years ago said, hey, we need people to do this. Uh, they said, we have a heart just for writing notes. And um, so maybe there's some kind of thing that God's gifted you at. It could be hair. It could be building things like our seniors helping seniors, Gene mm-hmm. Brown, uh, yes. that goes out every week with Dale Young and others. And they help our seniors to put like shower bars in uh, their their tubs and things. Um yeah, just using the gifts God gave That's them. That's right. You don't have to have tons of money. You don't have to um, be able to do certain things. Like I'm thinking of the lady with hair. We can immediately connect her with street side showers because mm-hmm. they're using our gym. They're taking a shower. Boy, would they love a haircut. Yes. And you can just do it here in our church. So it's about finding people, telling us, tell the staff, tell others what you think your gift is, and we can connect you. And can I just say this real quick? I think a lot of times as pastors and leaders – in the church, um, one of the things that can be challenging is there's some people that that are just waiting for you to ask them to do something. Well, uh, we don't know what it is that God needs or wants you to do. And so I would just say, if you're if you're kind of standing on the sidelines, like, well, if someone asks me to do it, I'll do it. Um, I would just say, jump in. And just start serving. Serve somewhere, whether it's in the children's building or Holly mentioned in the choir, you can come sing with us. Or in the youth, Grant's always uh, looking for new uh, youth leaders. Um, it could be in the tech uh, ministry, uh, anywhere in the church. Just jump in, say, I want to serve. And if that's not your gift and you decide, if you know, you figure out along the way, you know, that's not really my spiritual gift, then, then we'll help you find something else to do. But um, the alternative is to do nothing. And that, and Paul is saying, no, we're all called to use our gifts for God's glory and to build up others in the church. I, I'm even thinking, like, if you enjoy coaching, like we have opportunities with upwards to coach a sport, or if you enjoy youth, you can help lead a small group. I mean, there's really tons of opportunities. You just have to figure out what it is. Yeah. And I think the key was, and and you said this earlier, and in your sermon. Uh, to serve with humility too. I know from the tech area, we get a lot of people unless they can run the big board or be in the big service or for choir, unless they can sing a solo, sing a solo. And and Andrew and them are very gifted, but a lot of times you do have to start, you have to be willing to be the little toe. Yes. And if if you're not willing to be the little toe, then maybe that's not the spot for you. Absolutely. Yeah. And and not that God won't bless you and put you in that quote upfront ministry. Yep. But Kind of, are you willing to be behind the scenes? Too? Yeah, I have to think about myself. Like, let's just say God called me to do something else and I wasn't a pastor anymore. Or one day when we retire, um, how arrogant would, would it be for me to go to a church if we were just now members of a church and walk up first first week or whatever and just say, hey, I was a pastor for many years. I sing solos. I want to be on your worship team and I want to lead worship here. Um, no, what I should say is, hey, if there's, if there's any need that you have, like if if you have a choir, I just want to be part of that. And then over time, if the, if they see, wow, this guy is gifted and and they want to ask me to do something, but sometimes we want to push ourselves to the front because we think, oh, look at this great gift I have. And uh, yeah, God's kingdom doesn't work like that. He raises us up and brings us up. We use our gifts um, and then allow him to decide uh, how, what that's going to look like in the body. And I would also just point out we're talking about First McKinney, yes. But those needs exist in any church, absolutely. In any yes. nonprofit ministry, in any uh, those needs exist. So that's right. I I know even this past week I talked to one guy down in College Station who is listening to this podcast. Get involved in your church there if Amen. you're not already. That's right. And 
and I would also say, be careful how much you get involved too. I think there is a serving too much. Oh yes, also absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't you say that? I absolutely agree with that. And um, I would also say it, this really wasn't the scope of the message on Sunday because Paul is speaking to the church and he's telling them to serve in their church. But these gifts are certainly are used outside of the church. Like, So if I have the gift of leadership, it's not that, oh, I'm only a leader in the church. No, I'm a leader in my home. Uh, I'm a leader in, uh, you know, if my kids are involved in sports, I should be uh, showing a leadership to the other families. Um, so God uses our spiritual gifts outside the church as well, especially in the secular, if you're you know, a business owner, whatever, you may be exercising some of those spiritual gifts. So they're not not only for the church, but they are, uh, in the context here, they are, we must use them in the church. I think too, like what you're saying is that I'm a yes person. My personality, I'm an Enneagram too. I like to fix everything. I'll say yes to everybody. And then all of a sudden I'm using gifts that aren't mine hmm. because I'm trying to fill the need. And so when you do that, you're actually taking up space where someone else should have been there. So when you do say no to something that's not your gifting, it allows God to raise up that person that's coming in to serve in that area. So I'd say be specific about what God has called you to do and do that well. And so can I just say about that real quick? I think there are probably some spiritual gifts that aren't mentioned in scripture. The The point is not to be like exhaustive, like here's all the 17 gifts that exist and there's no others. Uh, Paul never mentions like prayer as a spiritual gift or intercession. Certain people we know, you probably know Mark from your life. And I know you, Holly's grandma, certain people just have the gift of like getting up early or staying up late and just praying for like for hours on their knees for the, for the body. That's not really a gift. Um, Paul mentions, but as you're talking about doing too much, I really do feel like um, I have the, the spiritual gift of rest, the spiritual <laughs> gift of of sometimes take. Now, some people might say, "No, that's the that's laziness." No, but um, there is sometimes uh, busyness is not a spiritual gift. That would be. Um, yeah, just Ouch. going, yeah, going, going extreme. And, but so we have to be able at yes. times to say no and uh, to know when we're serving that's uh, right. too much because uh, we need to care for our own souls. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Well, I think uh, we're kind of out of time here. Y'all, yep. y'all did well. Uh, again, <laughs> Justin, thank you again for preaching. It does always, I know you don't get many opportunities mm. and, and it's kind of not your lead talent, mm -hmm. but you are very talented at it thank and you, you bless the church when you do that. Um, but again, go to firstmckinney.com slash spiritual gifts. You can take that survey. I know it's not the best way to start. Mm -hmm. It's probably talking to your spouse or best friend or something and say, what do you see in me? But it is a good place to start. And then you can like share this podcast. As we always say, if you want to go to Justin's sermon, firstmckinney.com slash on demand. Um, and then, uh, just be, be out there, send us in questions. Uh, it's question to nine, six, one, two, three, again, question to nine, six, one, two, three. You can do that while you're listening to this podcast, uh, anytime throughout the week. And we'll address those as we go. Uh, I know next week, uh, Sam is going to be yes. back preaching. He's gotten a little bit of time of rest, speaking right. of rest. Yes, good. So uh, important. And looking forward to where that. he takes us in Romans next. I'm going to let you close this out. Yeah. I, um, also, Paul, uh, not Paul, <clears throat> Mark mentioned um, going to uh, about the spiritual gifts. You can also go to firstmckinney.com slash serve. 
we use the number 96123 for pretty much any word that you want to text in, but you could also text serve if you're part of our church and uh, would like to serve, text serve to that number. But yeah, Pastor Sam will be back next week. And what Paul is doing here in Romans 12, uh, the first 11 chapters, he kind of outlined the gospel, uh, God's grace that we're saved uh, through our faith in what Jesus has done. Uh, we got to know that first, that God really, really loves us. And then uh, he starts getting into the Christian living. This is how you're called to live your lives. And so this week, um, Sam will be looking at how we are to love one another, love our neighbors. And then Paul gets into uh, how we're to even live as citizens under our government. Uh, so Paul's getting into some really practical stuff. So you'll want to be a part of that. And uh, thank you, Mark, again, for, for doing Doing this yes, and we're so you. blessed we love our church yes. and uh, i love my wife thank oh you, very good very good we'll see you next week thank you for joining us this week on q a a deeper dive we hope you'll like subscribe and share this podcast along with others you can submit your questions by texting question to 96123 and we'll discuss those each week again thank you for joining us